Are you feeling quite hammy today, Kathy? Uh, I am particularly hammy. Extra, extra. Are you like honey baked hammy, or are you like smoked hammy? Are you a little like bratty? I don't know. I'm, like different. I'm, they have I've different got, hams. They do. I've got. I'm. I'm the clove spicy version of ham tonight. <laughs> <laughs> clove spicy hammy, Kathy. <laughs> I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what that means, but it sounds delicious. It sounds definitely like a ham that I would like to partake of for the next hour with yeah. our perverted podcast listeners. <laughs> so, Clovey Spice Kathy. Is that like your Spice Girl's name? Piggy Spice. No, just call me Clovey, man. I like that a lot. Clovey's a nice name. Okay, Clovey. Clovey, let's do a show, me, Clovey. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle sex and the human mind. Recording live because what the hell, we may as well do another show. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie. Uh, well, I, wait, I thought you were Clovey. I thought you were Clovey the Spice Pig. <laughs> It's Clovey the Spice Pig, and her name used to be Kathy. Clovey, Clovey, Clovey. <laughs> oink, 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 oink. Okay, so I don't remember act, adding the, the Spice Pig part, but Clovey is, is close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like Clovey the Spice Pig. Oh, that's a that's great me, name. Right. We got to have Leah make you a cape, like a pink cape with like some dark no. gray around it, and no. you'll be Clovey the Spice Pig. No, why not? No, I'm saying a big fat no to... Because fat people don't like nicknames that have anything to do with a cow or a pig. I don't... <laughs> call me crazy. It just doesn't make you feel too good. <laughs> How about a water buffalo? Uh, water buffalo, whale, pretty much any large animal. We don't want to be called that. Kathy the Spiced Manatee? How about... Kathy, the pretty fluffy little rabbit. Uh, yeah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> no, it's horrible. <laughs> Kathy, we have an emergency going on right now. An emergency and perverted... Po- yes! An emergency oh. that requires our immediate perverted podcast attention. Okay. Because there is an emergency. Earth is is not being nice to a segment of our audience right now. Oh, well, let's take care of that. The planet Earth right now, because we have listeners in Iceland, and for the last week, Kathy, I don't know if you've read this. I have. In the last week in Iceland, which is like pretty volcanic, it's a little, you know, that little volcanic islandy kind of country thing. And right now, for like the past week, in one area, which I think some of our listeners are actually in, they have had, listen to this, Kathy, 17 thousand earthquakes in the last week i i honestly can't even wrap my mind around that what are those poor people going through i would say it's like being on the iceland ship <laughs> like you're on water like they said it's in uh it's in the city uh okay let me here here i go kathy i'm gonna try to pronounce icelandic stuff uh-oh we get in trouble when we do that boogie reykjavik I think it's Reykjavik or Reykjavik or Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Is that what it is? Reykjavik, yeah. Look, not live. Look, could somebody? Are, look, we're just embarrassing ourselves at this point. What's important? <laughs> Seventeen thousand earthquakes, a continuous like seven miles outside of that city, which I know we have some listeners in, and even worse, Kathy, even more of an emergency that it Reykjavik. Is Bjork's fucking hometown? <laughs> Save Bjork. Bjork is your 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 gal. That's my gal, and she's right now rocking and rolling. the The people of those surrounding cities say it's like literally nonstop. Like they're used to a lot of earthquakes because it's volcanic, but they're like this is just going. It's wow. just continued, and I can only assume it's like basically being at a like a light storm at sea for a week. Right. The ground never settles. It's just moving. 
So, so what you're uh, saying, Boogie, is that perverted podcast has to come to the aid of our Icelandic fan. Yes, we do. Uh-huh. We do. As the gods of all things perversion that we are, we need to talk <laughs> to Iceland and make some good come out of this. Wow. Okay, well, what, what do you suggest, Boogie? Well, Kathy, Icelandic earthquakes. Can you figure out a way to make me come? <laughs> Shake me. <laughs> that is what the idea is, Kathy, because what I'm assuming right now, Kathy, I have thought of a lot about this. Uh-huh. A lot. Apparently, I made a jingle for it. Apparently, 17... you got a lot of time on your hands. Shut up, Kathy. It's true. <laughs> Seven. So far, 17,000 earthquakes have been wasted. Have been wasted, Kathy, because I'm pretty certain if you could earthquake come, that's like a, that's achievement unlocked. That's a sex achievement that few will ever be able to experience, Kathy. I'm having a hard time imagining how you keep your mind on the orgasm when things around you are shaking like that, Boogie. Well, it, it, I'm sure after a while, you know, there's a there's some of them that are getting big. And hopefully by the time that this show comes out, a giant volcano hasn't erupted and, like, melted half of Iceland. And then this joke won't be funny anymore. That's what I'm fearing, is that this is going to go bad. So it's just kind of rocking. And then they have some fives thrown in there. And they said they weren't in the lava bath. But what's really important is how can our Icelandic perverted podcast listeners have orgasms while experiencing this basically continuous earthquake in that part of Iceland? And we have some ideas on how to do this. Oh, my God. Icelandic earthquakes. Can you figure out a way to make me come? Idea number one for the ladies <laughs> with the clitter eye. The clitter eye, okay. Lay a rolled up towel on a firm, freshly made bed. Mount the towel and let Iceland do the rest. Ow! Hmm. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I'm kind of digging that idea. Huh? Huh? I mean, huh? it makes perfect sense. You just you don't have to do anything. The for you, that's perfect fucking clover spice. And I am a lazy fuck when it comes to masturbating, <laughs> so that's perfect for me. Well, guess what, Kathy? What? Icelandic earthquakes. Can you figure out a way to make me come? Oh, no, no, Kathy. We have more ideas. Okay, or you like the first one. What if you stick a suction cup dildo on a slick wall about 18 min- uh, about eighteen inches from the floor, which is 45 centimeters, by the way, for our uh, people on the other side of the pond that use metric. Wow, you looked that up. <laughs> I did, because I'm fucking cool. Like We're gods, Kathy. We have to help uh-huh. the people come. People in Iceland need us right now, and we're giving the ideas. So you put the suction cup thing 45 centimeters from the floor, and then you get on your hands and knees, and you back up to it with the hole of your choice, male or female, and let Iceland do the rest. I like how you are an equal opportunity hole kind of person you're like whichever hole you like just go just picture like like they're just backed up against it and the walls are just shaking and shit's falling off shelves and it's just like kabak 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 (laughs) iceland is fucking you right now and fucking you good don't waste another seventeen thousand goddamn earthquakes i got one more all right give it to me icelandic earthquakes can you figure out a way to make me come? Oh, shake me. I like how you get at the end the uh, 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 like that. You nailed it, man. That's the way guys sound when they're done coming. They got to get that last little uh, uh, in. 
That's it. Okay, this is pretty much for the guys, because, you know, I always pretty much blow out the guys because I don't like guys. But this one's for the guys. So you got to get a towel, a hand towel, and then roll up a surgical glove in the hand towel. You're making a fifi. And then you pull the surgical glove hand opening over the ends, rubber band, squirt some lube in it, put it between the mattress and box spring. Now, remember, the bed is not affixed to the floor, right? Right. So then you have to get on your knees. The dude has to get on his knees, kind of crawl up to it, stick his dick in the fifi, get like like Bigfoot or someone to come and hammer his knees into the floor so that he's stationary and then let Iceland do the rest. So you think it's too much to have Bigfoot come in and hammer their knees into the floor? Bigfoot, really? Are we back to Bigfoot? Well, I don't know what the Icelandic fucking version of Bigfoot is. Like, I mean, the abominable snowman's like the Himalayas or something, isn't it? That's true. And then the Loch Ness Monsters... Like, uh, I don't know, that's Scotland or Ireland or something. So I don't know what Iceland has. I don't think the Icelandic people, I don't think they have anything like that because I think they tend to be much more down to earth than the rest of us idiots on this planet. Which means they have to have a folklore monster. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Our listeners from Iceland, now that we have helped you, let us know <laughs> what your Icelandic folklore monster myth is. And then that one will come in and hammer the dude's knees into the floor so oh he can God. get fucked by the bed that's shaking because of the earthquake. Uh, this yeah, is it, yeah. Kathy. It is. I feel <laughs> like we've done a great service. The Church of Cock has come to the rescue. Anything happen with you this week? You know, not a lot, although I am getting together with um, my Michelle and Papi Ramon. Oh, uh, well, we're getting together for breakfast because, first okay. of all, we haven't seen each other in like forever. But we will be discussing said kink possibilities. Clovey, I'm proud of you. Clovey Spice, I am very proud of you. I can, That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I can tell that you didn't know what you were going to say because you're like, I'm going to take three beats here to think about this. <laughs> I'm just going to think about how I'm going to be proud of you. But I am proud of you. That's very good. That's all I can ask for. Very, very good. When sex said from your grandma does not suffice, go to Perverted Podcast for some fucking advice. Alrighty, we have a letter today from Arctic Panda. And I got to say, I think we have way too many listeners with the word panda in their name because they're fucking confusing me. We don't know Arctic Panda, right? <laughs> Yeah, we yeah we do. We do. It's yeah, not, she's emailed. I, she's emailed before. Okay, I think. Okay, I'm pretty see, sure. This is maybe I don't. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Confused. I think we have to start keeping track. There's too many, too many pandas, too many males, and a few others, and I start to lose track. I, you know what I I see coming in my future boogie? Alzheimer's. A, a spreadsheet. <laughs> I I see a spreadsheet in my near future, which I'm going to have to start logging everybody's names. A panda spice. Yeah, good luck with that. I believe you're going to do that sometime in the future. Not really. <laughs> I do not believe no. that at all. Although I want to. Okay. Arctic Panda wrote to us. She had a question she ha wanted to ask us. And she says, my sir listens to each of your shows and loves them. Now, we have been having some problems lately and i strayed with an ex i thought i needed something i wasn't getting at home and i ended up turning our entire relationship upside down as well as the ex with his relationship in a matter of three days i had nothing my sir has forgiven me but i have not forgiven myself i asked for a punishment and my sir obliged but he quit when he realized I wasn't going to color out. This was by far, by the way, the worst punishment I had ever received, but I still feel as if I have not received enough. Sir will not give it to me, and without it, I can't get rid of this guilt. I know that Dom knows best, and they have final say, but what if you don't agree? Has this ever happened to you? Is there any advice on how to accept it? Anything will help is I am just going through the motions right now and I feel like I need to be broken before I can let go. And my sir, who of course has final say, won't agree. 
I'm just standing here ready to take it all. Bravo for the sir. Yes. Advocating for himself. Absolutely. Um, I have a lot. I did respond to this listener. So if you want to go first and then I'm going to unleash my wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, okay, uh, get ready, Arctic Panda. I'm sorry I, I, for what's about to come. All right. <laughs> I don't think it's anything that I didn't say no. in the email, but um, yes. but, but, there is, but there is something that she's missing a big point on. So why don't right. you go ahead and go first? Well, um, I have to say right off the bat, this email is very Arctic Panda-centric. It's very me, me, me. This is what I need. This is what will make me feel better. And I... I can 100% understand guilt is an absolutely terrible feeling. Uh, it inherently carries uh, an, an, an unbearable pressure, I'm going to say, that just builds and continues to grow. And it demands some kind of release to alleviate that pressure. And, and let me tell you, there is nothing in this world quite as effective as take, at taking the edge off uh, as pain. Whether right. you cause it to yourself or whether you ask, you know, others to do it for you. Unfortunately, in my opinion, that's only a temporary measure because you haven't actually gotten rid of the thing that is causing the pressure, that's causing the guilt. You all you did was open a relief valve and to make life a bit more bearable. But the underlying cause is still there and it will build that pressure back up. That's just what I from my experience, that's what I've noticed. And frankly, there are far more effective and more permanent ways of achieving your goal. Uh, making amends to somebody, forgiving yourself, even short-term therapy or counseling can help. Cognitive behavioral therapy that we've talked about often can help. These are all things that, you know, they take time and introspection, uh, and they're not a quick 15 minutes on a punishment bench. Kathy, I absolutely agree with you on this. You can't shortcut pain and guilt. There's a process that you have to go through in order to, and this is just about you dealing with you and what you did and how you fucked up and how you have to go on and forgive yourself. And that's fine. Like you said, me, 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 me. But let me tell you something. There is no fucking spanking that is going to change you. This person needs to not worry as much about how to quickly get rid of their guilt. Oh, I did something bad. I'm going to get a punishment. Oh, it's not enough punishment because I still feel guilty. I need more punishment. You are completely on the wrong fucking page here. You need to get your head around you doing work on yourself to find out why you cheated on your partner. Why you did not communicate with this person all the way up until that decision to break the trust of your relationship. That's what you need to be working on right now. And it is shitty. And it does feel bad. And you are going to have to look at unflattering things about yourself. Because the real pain that you're desperately trying to avoid is facing yourself. Because you're not going to get that trust back. By him beating your ass. That there is nothing that you can show that shows that that's going to fix anything other than you emotionally in the moment. What is in front of you is work. How do I work on myself? How do I get to the point to where I do not make those types of decisions that damage multiple relationships? Right. Not just you. So that's where the work is. The spanking, I, I'm glad he stopped. Because there's no fucking way I would punish someone in that circumstance. I'd no, be like, no, if you want crazy. if you yeah, if you want my trust back, get the fucking work. And you may never get my you'll never get my trust back a hundred percent. Right. Absolutely. I'll but you can get it you can you can get it back enough for us to continue in the relationship and do work and maybe get stronger in other ways or whatever but this has nothing to do with a quick fix you got to get no. your fucking ass to work on yourself absolutely and i also have to wonder if she's even bothered to ask him what his reasons are for not wanting to take that punishment any further i mean maybe she did i don't know but i have to say that 
if the reason is as simple as I'm not going to inflict on you the kind of damage you're requesting, then you have to honor that. If you don't, what that tells me is you haven't really heard what he's told you. It It's a really horrible thing to ask someone to beat you to the point of breaking you. I've been part of those kinds of scenes and it takes before care, during care and after care for absolutely everybody involved. It's not an easy thing to do. Just think about for a minute that to watch someone you care about suffer under that kind of onslaught, it's not something to be taken lightly, let alone being the one doing the beating. Right. You know, and as as kinky people in the BDSM community, we ride that thin line all the time asking ourselves at what point will this thing that feels great cross over into the thing that's now harming. If you're any good at your kink, you will already have had to maneuver through those murky waters of doubt and indecision. So when a dominant tells you, red, I'm out, and you keep asking for more, why is that any different from a submissive coloring out and the top ignoring them and continuing to inflict pain? I completely agree. Now then, now that I had my rage moment, (laughs) my rage of righteousness uh, moment, (laughs) now there's things about this thing that we don't know. Maybe the Dom, I know he's a listener and he loves us, but who knows? Maybe he's a complete fucking asshole. Maybe he has spent a lot of time in their relationship undermining her and invalidating her to where she doesn't feel she can communicate with him. And so she went and cheated. I don't know what the whole fucking story is. But what I do know is that there is communication that is being passed over in lieu of looking for a quick fix. Right. And that needs to be addressed. And that's where the Dom needs a chance to look at, you know, cause there, everyone has a part in everything. And it doesn't mean you're the, you know, you're the guilty party or they're the guilty, you know, everyone had a part in this. So what can everyone learn going forward? That is the only thing that's going to save this relationship. Because once you start cheating, and I and I and I don't know if it's like a poly dynamic where it's like I don't know what all the limits and you know what is cheating, and yeah, everyone gets to decide that for themselves. But what I do know is it, that if this relationship is going to survive this, there needs to be work, and that work has both parties have to be a willing participant of that work to get back to that place where you can actually trust somebody. I'm glad you say that because it is both people have to work at it. This is not one-sided. Now it can it can be that one person has less work than the other person to do. Absolutely. If let's say sure. we give the benefit of the doubt and assume that her dominant is an up outstanding individual, great dominant, been the one doing a lot of the communicating you still have work to do because you're the second half of this relationship. So you may have a lot less work to do, and they might have a tremendous amount of work to do, but it is a two-way street. And and I don't think, and I have to say I'm a little bit um, more adamant about that because I've been, I've been in many situations in on both sides. As hard as it is to admit that, I have been the person who thought I had no responsibility in this, and this is all on you. And I'm not going to work on this at all. I mean, I I will take the out and say that this happened more right. often when I was younger and thought, you know, the world was my oyster and I'm perfect and nobody can tell me otherwise. And I've learned a lot since then. But um, I I agree with you, Boogie. There's absolutely no way you can make a go of a relationship until bo- unless both partners uh, get involved in whatever it is that both partners have to admit to. Uh, as part as their responsibility in what happened. I agree. Fantastic. I wish both of them absolutely the best of luck. I am super grateful that even though I was aggressive with the poster, that she had the courage to admit what happened and talk about her feelings, which I believe are completely valid in this situation. But yeah. the aggression does still stand that you guys got to get to work when it gets to the point 
to where you're cheating and causing chaos in other families, you got to get to work. Right. Absolutely. Man, you know, if it were me and I were writing into a podcast, listening to us, I don't think I'd have the guts to do that because I don't think I could take strangers telling me, you know, how uh, egotistical I'm being. Well, you know, I mean, she didn't get the spanking she wanted from her fucking dominant. So what makes her Uh think that we're not going to fucking kick her in the cunt a couple times? (laughs) Maybe she likes it. A little verbal spanking over the airwaves. A little verbal (laughs) abuse over the air. You know, maybe that's like, oh, yes, this is much better. That's right. (laughs) Shit on me. Oh, my God. Arctic Panda, thank you for writing. Really appreciate it. Perverted Podcast Listener Segway. Jay, are you there, Jay? Jay, come in. Jay, Jay. I hear you. I hear you. Jay, God damn it. It is good to hear from you. How have you been? 2020 used me like a punching bag, as uh, did most people. Um, 2021 is cleaning up and shaping up. Well, Jay, I'm glad that you have survived. For those of you that do not know, Jay, is it still fetishartist.net? It is still fetishartist.net. Jay is the creator of not only the Perverted Podcast logo that we use on all of our thingy pies still to this day, he is a fantastic fetish artist, drawing animations. Uh, primarily, mostly what I've seen have been like a lot of female dominant with wings and fun and whips and titties and and horns and and horns. You can't you can't have a, a female supremacy cartoon without some sort of devil horn in there. Mm-hmm. Now then, you're coming on here. We're going to talk about some things. You filled out the questionnaire that listeners can fill in. If they email me at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and ask for the questionnaire, that will help us find out things about you that we can talk about on the show. But Jay has filled that out, and there, there's a couple things in there. One's kind of a serious one, and the other one that we'll get to later is absolutely 100% Jay the artist that we have to talk to. But you have another reason that you're coming on. You started a new venture that we were going to plug. What was that? We've always had the publicity company. It was uh, Black and Blue Media. That has had to close. Uh, my part- my former partner, Sherry, uh, she she has passed away uh, due to cancer, not COVID. But it, that was pretty rocky into itself. So sure, sure. Bla- Black and Blue Media is now High Octane Heart Media and PR. And we already, uh, there's already a new client on the books, which would be the Dungeon Store and their other venture, Split Peaches, uh, splitpeaches.com. The Dungeon Store, they do like dildos and stuff, don't they? That would be Split Peaches. And Split Peaches is a line of very, very colorful silicon toys. The DungeonStore.com is uh, whips. Um, oh, I, I completely forgot how they started. They got started with Violet Wands. Oh, very good. And they do a lot of Violet Wand and electric stuff. That's still a major part of the Dungeon Store. So so if they want to get to that website? TheDungeonStore.com. DungeonStore.com. Fantastic. Well, let's dig into some of these stories because one of them, I think, was a great teachable moment. You had an incident, a public play incident that happened with your former partner. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened? Yeah, and we were still relatively new together, probably like maybe two years at the most. And the funny thing was we met at a public party. Uh, we were introduced by Mr. Stephanie Locke at, uh, at, at, at 7969 West Hollywood. I'm trying to remember we were doing, I think it started as Stiletto and then turned into the second coming of Cinematic. Okay, Jay, I remember you now. Get to the story. <laughs> okay. And so the thing is, we had kind of started with some public play, but we really hadn't hammered our game out yet and we hadn't completely felt each other out. So it's time for uh, BondCon, which at the time was a really big uh, convention. They were in their second year. Uh, they were doing really well. This was Vegas. Baby. Story J. Story J. Story. Okay. okay. So uh, I'm tied up on either the bench or the stocks or whatever the heck this thing is. And Sherry's got 
what little in the toy bag we've been able to put together. And she's paddling me there. And uh, it's loud. It's dark. It's <laughs> uh, and it. There's just I'm just not getting a whole lot out of it, so I start going harder, 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 more, more, and I mean I'm thinking you know this is kind of fun and such, but she's not really used to playing in public, and there wasn't that. Let me come over and communicate with you for a minute, and let me let's kind of feel each other out and kind of talk about what's going on. Instead, she's like this rotten son of a bitch. What the fuck has he fucking got me into? Everybody's watching me. I look like a fucking idiot, right? Because you're you're to- basically topping from the bottom at that point. And to make matters even worse, it's not like she's got like a big honking monster wood paddle to go. You want harder? I'll fucking give you harder, asshole. Right. She's got this this fuzzy leather thing that we, you know. I, I I was still working at Adult Video News at the time, and this had we had got. I think it was from Sports Sheets or something like that, and it wasn't really you know it it was something for bedroom couples to kind of play around and get a little silly with not to do like a major power scene so what happened at that point so did she end the scene we it eventually got to this i'm sick and tired of this we're just calling it and we're bugging we're bugging out of here but the long-term effects from that were much more serious and it was like i can't even remember if we had left the parking lot when uh, she was kind of voicing the "What the fuck did you just do to me?" Wow. Yes. Yeah. So now going forward, there were some other things that you had talked about in the story, um, but let's talk about the fallout from that. So now, what we've gathered post play scene is that she's really not that into public play to begin with. So being in that situation was very awkward for her. There was an embarrassment that she didn't have the tools to kind of, in a top sense, hold her own. And then on the other sense, you were, I mean, innocently, obviously you weren't doing it maliciously. You were calling out harder, harder, and harder, which is, you know, in a lot of senses, if you haven't negotiated that, that would be considered either very bratty or just topping from the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, So now... Was there able, were you guys able to communicate through that or did that just make things going forward negative? In the big picture, that probably was one of the bigger things in the negative. What probably should have been the learning experience from that is, okay, let's do a lot more of this in the bedroom it's rare that people get things right on the first try, but our society is really, really pressured for that. Sure. And so, you know, let's make the fuck ups in the bedroom or let's make the fuck ups at home. You know, this is, you know, you do, you, you do think and, and, and still to have fun with it. There's no, there's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, okay. So needed, needed to paddle harder. We can find up, find ways to go harder with this. And we can have more fun with this in the bedroom. The hard part was in terms of how she was wired. She just, she wasn't in the really in the big picture. She didn't find herself in the mood to keep doing that and to, to play around with that, you know, laugh at, laugh at the mistakes, laugh at, you know, okay, next time, next time I, I, I want to do this better or to get more out of this. And instead kind of found herself becoming more and more vanilla. Wow. That is a tragic breakdown of communication, which is unfortunately very common in a lot of relationships where one or both of the partners aren't dedicated to walking through that. Now, I know you're a good communicator. I've had lots of conversations with you. It, it's, But you can't be in a situation, especially when you're exploring kink with a partner, where you don't have that absolute communication. Obviously, in a play scene, if you're going to play publicly, there's a lot of little things to talk about and, and pressure that you want to remove from your partner because there are other people around and people are 
uh, going to be watching. And that does put some pressure and anxiety on us. And there's a lot of ways to mitigate that. There's a lot of ways to go in gentler, more prepared, less expectations that make the public scene uh, a lot less intimidating and a lot more fun. Because for a lot of people, the public play scene is the best way to go. Because if you're not in a couple where you have a place or you even know the person that well, dungeons can be the safer place to play and start exploring. And so I don't want to I don't want to say to completely everyone, this is proof that you should just do most of your stuff in the bedroom. It just means that before you go into a play scene like that, there would be things to discuss. Like I discuss with my new bottoms, like when I play with someone new. I will flat out say I I am okay with a little bit of brattiness, but ultimately I don't like to be pushed to anger to hit people harder. That's actually something I'll negotiate in a play scene with somebody that I haven't played with because when people are like harder, 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 it's like that poking the bear. And in some senses, it can piss me off and I don't want to hit people when I'm angry. So that's something that I have to negotiate. I actually, there's an irony. Um, I did a little write-up for the Dungeon Store for their newsletter where I brought up, um, you know, with St. Patrick's Day coming up, think about your green safe words. Think about the things that you want to do when you want the scene to become a little more intense or to, to kind of give your dom the feeling of, yes, this is working, keep keep going and keep running with it. And this can be anything from, like, giving a thumbs up, while you know, while in the restraints absolutely or or simply calling out green or you know have something fun that you can you can shout out and it's like yes you're on the right track keep going yeah absolutely those are magnificent i was just gonna say the thumbs up is a really good one um having your own code word for i can take more um other than harder 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 because that can be humiliating because you're you're i mean if if you're someone that has some sensitivity to that, you are basically telling everyone in the dungeon that your top's not doing it good enough for you. So if you don't have a headspace around that about being fun and the other people don't get it's fun, yeah, that can be. But there's definitely things you could say. You could definitely say things like more hot sauce or make up some shit. Sriracha. S- s- sriracha. Yes, absolutely. Right now, this is Tapatio. I can do Sriracha. Or there's other ways. And once again, some people are be like, oh, well, your top's a pussy. You know, they need to toughen up. Maybe they're not a real dominant. Everybody has to be at their own level. Some people think brattiness is a lot of fun. And some people, it's like, "Ah, I'm not really that into that because you get carried away with it. But whatever it is, it doesn't mean that the top's uh, a piece of shit. Because they need to be negotiated with just as much as the bottom does. Great topic. I mean, a disastrous topic, but such a good thing to talk about because those things can be incredible learning situations. And I'm, I'm really glad you shared it with us. But now, real quick before we have to go, because this is a quick one. But this, when I read this, I'm all that's Jay. That is that is fetish artist. That is that is something Jay would do. You had a situation where you were drawing because I've seen you at a lot of events, parties, you know, uh, the gaming party, nerd guy. I'm always you always have your book and you're always drawing. You know, if you're not doing something, you can keep yourself busy with a piece of artwork. So here's one instance where that happened. Can you talk about that experience? Oh yeah, big swinger slash S and M party up at what well, then was the legendary Link Space in San Francisco, and I'm there in a dress. Uh, in part, it, it was completely caught off guard. Of uh, oh yeah, the men have to come in in dresses, and I'm like, well, I'm not opposed <laughs> to that. I just I don't. Uh, no, I have one. We're going to put it on. Okay, all right. So I go in, and there I am. Back then, I pe- what people in LA don't know is I had the cheesiest fucking mustache. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I had the I, I had the wannabe cop mustache, 
And so Captain Crowbar. Yes, and so I'm there with the long hair and the mustache in a dress, uh, a loner. And with my sketch pad, and we come in, we're at the party early. The friend that, it, it was a friend of mine that, that kind of brought it together. Uh, I was essentially her designated driver. Um, okay. She had been around long enough that she liked to get stoned and drunk. But the thing was, was they knew, it's like, no, you're not playing with her. She just likes to watch these days. So she, so she would voice, she would have some drinks if she was going to voyeur. And that's actually fine. That's They're not going to touch anybody. No exactly. danger there. Exactly. So she cuts you loose while she goes and has some drinks and watches some perversion. She cuts you loose, and where do you go? So I go into the main room area. There's a lot of soft spots, so to speak. A lot of carpeting, a lot of mattresses, upholstery, what have you. And I'm down there. It's quiet. The you know There's a little bit of music going or something. I'm starting a sketch out of this bat-winged domina on top of a rooftop with with cat ears and i'm doing my thing and kind of going with someone kind of comes over on the side a little couple starts doing their little foreplay thing and a little bit later on and a threesome comes over here they kind of tie each other up and they start you know they, they they start licking and sucking over here and then I'm completely oblivious. I'm there. Because <laughs> you're drawing in the middle of the fucking room. <laughs> just kind of feeling the vibe. And so there, there comes this point where Noni comes walking in the room and she's standing in front of me. And she's like, what are you doing? And I look around. I've got a guy jerking off next to me uh, in a dress as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, there's all, you know, it's wall to wall fucking. It's like, you know, it's, it's gone from this quiet with a little bit of music in the background. You can't hear yourself think. He's like, you know, have, oh, my God, this, that, and the other. Fuck, 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 fuck. You know, penis, vagina, vagina, mouth, mouth, vagina, vagina, ass, ass. You know, fuck, 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 fuck. You know, it's like it's gone from and this you're just there cold- in your zone. You're just in your zone. The center of the cyclone, just the center of this orgasmic fuck perverge. Uh, cyclone. She's like, "Are you meditating or something?" Jesus. And of course, I run with it. I've already, I'm already sitting Indian style here. That's probably what it made her think of it. And I go, I just lift up my arms as all the fucking's going on. I go, Om, 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 <laughs> Om, Om. Oh, wise mustache clad, dress wearing Jay, completely focused on the art, but sucking that- in. All of that, all, all. It, I mean, it's like sticky hot in there by this point. I, this and you is like don't even realize it. Yeah, That's this is great. What a great story, Jay! It's fantastic to talk to you. So glad to hear from you. Sorry you had a rough year, like a lot of us. Glad you're coming out of it. Can you plug your sites once again? Uh, my site is fetishartist.net, and it's updates of my artwork, other fetish artwork. Uh, news in general. Um, I'm currently working with uh, the dungeon store.com, uh, splitpeaches.com. Of course, I'm also working with Mistress Cyan and her franchises, domcon.com and sanctuarylax.com. And um, yeah, and also, uh, let's just say I've got some friends over at Chatterbait, and I'd really love it if people could send Chatterbait some love as well. Uh, the first one from Spank Mel. What did I just tell you, Boogie? What did <laughs> Another I just Mel. say? It's too Another many Mel's. No, you can never have too many Mel's. I'm going to take that back. All right. Spank Mel says to us, I just wanted to say that I found your show and I love it. You have fans all the way up here in Canada. I've also highly suggested that my dom give you a lesson. A listen. Now that I can tell him what. Not that I, oh my God, I'm all over the place. Not that I can tell him what to do, but I think I've chatted his ear off enough that he's finally going to give in and listen. You know, I, I don't know if that's what we want to advocate people do, Boogie. Yes. Annoy people to the point where they have no choice but to listen to us. Look, Kathy, it's a perfect segue because if they get annoyed (laughs) into listening to the show, then they're not going to be as annoyed when they actually finally hear us. (laughs) Okay. 
It's a perfect smooth transition. Uh, and they're like, well, these guys aren't as annoying as the fucking rag session I got from my partner. And then they're ours. I'm just going to listen to shut her up. God damn it. All right. I guess. Well, I guess you and she think think alike. So she finishes by saying, under normal circumstances, I'm sure he'd happily face fuck me while he listened, but he'll have to wait until he's home from his deployment. Keep up the good work. Thanks again for doing what you do. That's very Okay, nice. now that is something that would be great to plant the PP flag. He's fucking Whoa. your face and you hold up the sign with our pretty podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I almost forgot Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. What? What's your what's your fucking name again? Clovey? Clovey, 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 Clovey. Yes. Clovey. I almost forgot. What? We missed, like, we had show 300 last week, and it was great because we had so many people that sent in um, greetings to us, and, and it was it was so much fun to hear everyone talk. I missed one. I think I missed one. What? What? I did. Ronalyn? Is it Ronalyn? I don't Wait, know. He's a regular, but he sent a greeting, and then I saw in an extra file that I didn't put his in. And I'm like, oh, oh. So. oh. oh that's so he sent us one, and here it is. Hey, Perverted Podcast, this is Ronald, and just want to say thank you guys for all you do. Thank you for 300 awesome episodes, and here's to 300 more. Yay, he got his two minutes of fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got he got extra, because you know last week he heard the show, and he's like, well, I, I sent one. <laughs> Why didn't they play mine? <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I've come to talk to you again. Listen, when our our fans take the time out to do that, I'm I'm very grateful. So that it means that meant a lot to me. I we didn't real I didn't really say that much about it on, during our last show. But I listened to all of those, and I was just amazed that people take time out of their busy weeks to send us a little blurb. That's that's really great. Which I would like more blurbs. There's not; it's not hard. Go into your cell phone. Most cell phones have like a little record audio thing, like an audio sketchpad or whatever, and then just say, "Hey, I'm thinking about this. What about this?" Or ask a question. Or something like that. And then we can put, it's easy. Just email it to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Put it in an MP3 form uh, or a wave. And it's real small. And you can send more things. And we're not going to get everything people send up. That's true. Wouldn't it be totally cool to do us some fucking advice where we play the audio that somebody sent us to ask the question? That's something we've wanted to do for a long goddamn time. I like it. All right, I have a second perverted mailbox I want to read. Lay it on us. All right. Scurvy. Scurvy? Not scurvy. It's clovey. Clovey. together, man. I can't picture cloves. I don't have scurvy. (laughs) Scurvy, Catherine. All right. We got an email from our good friend Jekyll and Mr. Dom, who says... I just ended a very heated argument over a short objectification fantasy I posted on FetLife. Sadly, one of my friends went into an absolute rage and kink-shamed me really hard for having objectification fantasies, wherein I don't care about the pleasure of the submissive, although I'm quite the opposite in real life. I told my friend that I understood that this was a trigger for them, but that it's not okay to kink shame me just because my kink is slightly different than hers. She then tried to turn it into me encouraging men to abuse women. I understand the difference between a fantasy and the real life, and I can have fantasies that I want. I talk a lot about consensual, safe, sane. I respect women. I just like to use them in my fantasies. And then he finishes by saying, I love the educational value of your podcast and the comedy aspect is great, too. I've been sharing with lots of people. I'd tell Boogie to fuck off, but I'm looking for a reason first. Oh, he's in denial. He's in fuck (laughs) off Boogie denial. Oh, please. (laughs) I think this is a great I didn't see this email and I'm glad he sent this in 
because obviously we've talked on the show about your fantasies versus your actions. And then, of course, having the thing thrown in where, oh, you're teaching all men to whatever, 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 to where I would say this comes down to time and place issues that I I do agree there is a time and a place to throw out your objectification fantasies and sick, de- delightful pleasures that we all think about in our heads as perverts. I think there is a time and place, and there and there would be an example like at work, like if you're at your job and you're talking about fucking bitches sucking your dick. Yes, that there is a bad example. You will get fired for it. There's laws against it. But if you are on, if you are in an environment that is a sexual kink friendly environment. That is absolutely the place where we should be able to share our fantasies and not be kink-shamed for it. They are, after all, fantasies for crying out loud. That is absolutely true. And even if they're realities, even if you're like, that's the type of partner I am looking for. Because there are lots of people, both men and women, that want to be objectified and want the dominant to not give a fuck about them. That is a legitimate kink of bottoms as well as the fantasy of some tops. So even if it was that, as long as we're consensual and negotiating and risk-aware and all of those things that we talk about ad nauseum, as long as we're doing that, then we're going to let consenting adults play as they want to play. Yeah, I ha- I have a huge problem with, with what this woman did. I, I have no no respect for somebody who can't uh, doesn't have the intelligence. I don't think it's the intelligence. I I think that they're just willfully willfully ignorant. Because if you ask yourself. Is there a difference between fantasy and real life? Of course you're going to say there is. You know perfectly well that this guy isn't going to go do something if he's your friend. The problem is you don't like the way he thinks and you're trying to police the way he thinks. And you can't do that. You can only police the way someone acts. You can't tell someone what they're supposed to or allowed to think in their own heads. And that kind of shit fucking pisses me off it is a it's a huge pet peeve of mine i don't like it when people think that they they have the the right to tell someone what should and should not go on in their own head so i i'm glad that he didn't let the, the dream police dream police come on that is like literally oh the God. fucking greatest cheap trick song ever in the world <laughs> cheap trick boogie you are fucking so old it's ridiculous. shut up it's a good song <laughs> to all you whippersnappers out there dream police that deals with this subject that's oh, all i'm saying okay. i think all it's right. important once again and there's other i was gonna say if you're in a group on facebook or you're on some other social media that isn't a kink uh, thing. <laughs> then keep your fantasies to yourself. Then keep man. your fantasies to yourself. <laughs> I don't know where she is. Who knows? Maybe he was literally like at the Department of Motor Vehicles registering his car. And he was talking to his friend, you know, who worked there. No, no. He posted it on FetLife. Oh, really? Then fuck that bitch. I <laughs> know. If I'd like to hear her opinion of some of Creative Explorer's non-consensual fantasies because, holy fuck, he's got some doozies. I don't think she should ever listen to our show. (laughs) She would not be happy. That's right. Dr. Jekyll and, and Mr. Dom, or Jekyll and Mr. Dom, don't let her be one of the people that you tell about the show because I have a feeling we'd be getting some nasty emails. Oh, that would be fun, though. I don't care. I don't care. And in a sense, you know, he he might be like, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, buddy. Hey, my friends on this show talked about you. There's a link. <laughs> She'll be like, what, what, what? All of a sudden, Kyle's mom just fucking starts. I'm going to start a campaign. <laughs> well, bring it on. Because, bitch, you out of place. That would be so hilarious if he did that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't doubt it. 
I wait for the emails eagerly. <laughs> Alligator balls hanging real low, dragging on the bottom of the bayou. Always getting stuck on a log or rock, fish biting at them all day. Really, really gone downhill. Remember how we used to be all spontaneous? <laughs> Freaking out. You and I cannot barely now get out of woo. Uh, I am still very woo, Clovey Spice. Hey, what happened to Clovey the pig, the flying pig or whatever it was? Wait, you told me not to call you a pig. Now, when do you do what I tell you to do? Oh, my God. You're never fucking happy, Kathy. That's right. Just end the show and let me move on with my silly little life. And that is the end of show 301. As Boogie said earlier, all kidding aside, we really do hope that Iceland comes out of this attack. No, my kidding. We're mostly concerned with our fans and listeners in Iceland. We hope you guys come out okay with... But you know what? Uh, a little wiki, wiki, wiki never hurt anyone. So give some Boogie suggestions to try and let us know how it works out. Also, write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also drop us a line by stopping by our profile on fetlife.com, appropriately called Perverted Podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight and a very special creepy hug to our Patreon supporters. We love you guys so much. <laughs> Extra tight, inappropriate uncle hugs. Oh, you've grown up so much. For donating five bucks if because you, you give a fuck. If you feel so inclined, swing by our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider donating some five bucks of your money if you give a fuck. That's it, Boogie. I got nothing else. Kathy, I feel real good about starting 301 and getting underway. It's like a whole new beginning. I bought pants today. I wore them what? for half the... I did. <laughs> I bought pants like Levi's. So I can do an interview or something like that. I don't know. But I wore pants. I felt good. I made a jingle. I'm excited to just keep doing what we do and having a great time. We have such an amazing audience. We have such amazing listeners all over the world. We have amazing patrons. Headley, our show sponsor, is fucking amazing. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's salty and spice. Sweet and spice? It's sweet. It's sweet and spice. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet. Su- <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's bitter and sour. Sa- what? Fuck shit. God. Let it go, man. <laughs> fuck. See you guys next week. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Leaving it too. It is always better to associate with those who find value in telling the truth. It is always better to associate with those who find value in telling the truth.
Friday.